0: Amen. Is everybody excited to be in God's house? I sure am excited to be in the house of the Lord today, and I hope you are. I mean, wow, what an awesome celebration service last week. Praise God. What an awesome celebration service. Just want to give God praise. 21 years of God's amazing faithfulness. For some of us, we've been here 21, all through. Some of us have been here 20. Some 18, 19, some 5, some 2. But all through the years, we've seen the faithfulness of God. And one thing I can tell you is every anniversary service, it keeps getting better and better and better. And that's because the Lord visits us. All we want is the Lord's visitation. You want, we want God in the room. That's why you want God in the room with you at all times. And God visited us. And for that, we are so, so grateful There is nothing like the Lord's visitation. Nothing, absolutely nothing. It will break you down to your knees. It will bring tears. But after all is said and done, there is a breakthrough. There's a miracle that will come out of it. So we just give God all the praise for for all he has done um, over the years. And just want to give God honor. It's always a privilege to stand before God, to minister God's word to God's people. It is not... um, it's amazing. That's all I can say. I'll just leave it because God is amazing. So I give God praise for this opportunity to bring his word to God's people. And obviously, I just um, always so grateful for our senior pastor, said man of God. We, um, we appreciate him so much. Obviously, he's not here with us today, but just want to give honor to whom honor is due. So pastor, wherever you are, we love you. And um, we give God praise for your life. Amen. Amen. So as I was saying, there's nothing like the Lord's visitation. God visited us powerfully last week. But we were here with our praise, weren't we? We were here with our praise. So if you turn with me to, the, to Psalms 149, verse 6, one of the things that, that, that was so heavy in my spirit last week was that, um, was that passage. Because God visited us, but we were here with our praise. We're here with our gratitude and Like I said, year after year, it keeps getting better. So the Word of God says in Psalms 149 verse 6, it says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Last week, we were here with our praise and we heard the Word of God come down so powerfully, so powerfully with precision You know, it was just amazing to be in last week's service and to be alive today. I know after the service, myself and Pastor Emmanuel were talking, and um, one of the things that really struck us was that life. Many of you were here last anniversary service, and you're still here today. You are alive and well. And for that, we give God all the praise. Amen. So the gift of life is something that we should not take for granted at any single point in our lives. Because you can be alive and not well, but we are alive and well. And we give God all the praise. And then as always, we thank God for that powerful word, which was fresh from the throne room of heaven. Welcome to the God class. Amen. Welcome to the God class. And I hope every single one of us run with that word. Because I went back over the week and I dug into it and I was just... I was blown away. I couldn't wait to get into it again. And then um, I was amazed at the, some of the things I thought I heard. <laughs> and then I'm hearing them again. I'm like, wow, I gotta I have to write that down. I have to write that down again and just really get the specifics. God is a God of specifics. So when he has a word for you, it, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not a miss. It's not just let's just throw water. It is specific for you. And we just thank God for those prophetic declarations from God through our senior pastor. That was also amazing. So today I'm just going to spend some time on some of the revelations that I gleaned from last Sunday's message before I go a little deeper into what God has in store for us. So last week we learned from our senior pastor, from God through our senior pastor, that the word of God will put you in the God class. Did you hear me? The word of God will put you in the God class. So put your attention on God and not on your shortcomings or limitations. I'm just I'm looking at my notes so that I can make sure that I get it right exactly as it was spoken from the lips of God's servant. Exodus 7:1. Lord said to Moses, "See, I have made you a god to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet." And that was regardless of Moses' limitations, regardless of his shortcomings. God said, I have made you a God to Pharaoh. I have what flipped the script. You can, you can talk to Pharaoh in my stead as an oracle of the, of the true God. And we all know that story because Moses went. God put words into Moses' mouth and Moses spoke to Pharaoh in God's stead. Amen. And one of the things that was so breathtaking last week was the Word of God. says it is possible to have such an exaggerated command of the Word of God in your life that when you speak, Satan cannot tell if it is you speaking or God is speaking. Do you remember that? Or are you just hearing it for the first time? Amen. Never forget that. It is possible. Because the Word of God says with God all things are possible. Is there anything too hard for me? You can speak to situations. You can speak to storms. You can speak to anything as long as you are backed by God. Amen. So don't forget that it's possible when by this, Satan is so confused. Is this, is this is this Jane or is this God? He's baffled. He Can't tell the difference. And that is where we want to be. That is what children of God, in the God class, that is that is that that's an expectation you should be able to speak and Satan should be confused is it God I'm hearing or is it is it the same old same old guy or same old same old lady that I've known all these years but you're speaking as an oracle of the one true God amen so we learned that we need to esteem and prioritize our covenant with God or else we'll be corrupted are you just hearing that for the first time (laughs) and that was a little quiet but praise God Esteem and prioritize your covenant with God or else you'll be corrupted. So right now, I just want us to just at all times always reject everything that stands in your way of fully esteeming and prioritizing God's covenant. We all know those things, those distractions, those obstacles that just, you know, just keeps you away from from really taking the covenant of God and giving it, premium in your life to give me that first place and a lot of times it's because of the things that we see or are we trying to conform to the world or just trying to fit in we cannot compromise our covenant with God and we should never that should not be an option on the table for us amen so the covenant makes us inseparable from from God so we always need to be connected with God and then last week, this one really blew my mind, brothers and sisters. It said, your covenant with God is your Noah's Ark. Amen. It says, your covenant with God is your Noah's Ark. It will carry you through the storms, through the floods, through the fires. Amen. Run. <laughs> what of God says that the name of the Lord is a strong word, it's a strong tower. The righteous, they run into it and they are saved. Says the covenant, your covenant with God is your Noah's Ark, and then the prophetic declarations just starting. And I'm sure we're going to learn more about this. That so we're entering into a season of the fourth man, entering into that season that is filled with God class exploits. I heard that. I was, oh wow! Thank you, Lord. A season when you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Keyword: through Christ who strengthens you. Another keyword: all things whereby you speak. Can you imagine that boldness when you step into a room and God basically stepped into the room because you're so in lockstep with God and his covenant. Amen. And sometimes it feels like, it feels like cliche. We've heard it over and over again. But this is the word of God. This is what God is saying to you and I in this season that you will see the glory. What God says, if only you believe, you will see the glory. All we have to do is what? Believe. And we also learned that you and I have been crowned with glory and honor. So no matter what happens in this life, our victory is guaranteed. Your victory is guaranteed. Not because I said it, but because you have a covenant relationship that you value and that you esteem. Amen. Amen. And then this one is this this prophetic declaration was so powerful for me, it hit me so hard. It says that what happens, Senior Pastor spoke, says what happens to ordinary people will happen to you. But you will have supernatural outcomes. Your natural experiences will be overcome by supernatural outcomes. God has made you a God to the natural elements of this life. The situations that ordinary people cannot survive will become your stepping stone to glory testimonies. So shake off the viper into the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This is what happens to ordinary people. It will happen to you. (laughs) But you will have supernatural outcomes. Outcomes of the God kind. Supernatural outcomes. And... I'm looking into, in this room, and I've had some testimonies from some of you, and you have had supernatural outcomes. Not from everybody. we have all had supernatural outcomes whereby we thought, this is it. <laughs> this, is, this is going to define the next 5, 15, 20, 50 years. And then, within a day, within a week, you look at yourself on the other side, and you're like, my God, hallelujah. You can never say it was you. Because you know it was my God, the Great Jehovah, the I Am that I am. But these these supernatural outcomes should not be once every blue moon or Halley's Comet, which is once every seventy six years. I think I saw it once, and by the grace of God, I was. I don't know how old I was, but I will see it again. Amen. Believe God. I think I I think I was asleep that time, but this time I will see with my own two eyes. You know. But this supernatural outcome should be regular, should be regular for you. In the God class, you've been welcome to the God class. You've been sitting in the God class. You've taken the prerequisites for the God, God class. And that word prerequisites, oh my goodness. Let me, let me just crack, crack you guys up this morning. So I was, I was getting ready for the, for the word, for this message yesterday. And then I got to the word prerequisites. And I'm like, oh, come on. I grew up in Nigeria. I remember when I was in college. We used to call it prerequisite, you know? And I'm like, I just haven't. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, I haven't heard anybody in America say that. So obviously, Google helps you. There's, there's pronunciation. So you could, have come, you could have come close to the room I was in, just studying I just hear prerequisite, prere- you know? But that's how we should be with the Word of God too, you know. Spend time. Make sure you get it right. You know, you should, you've taken the prerequisites. Make sure that you're standing firmly. Make sure that your seat in the God class is not empty. Make sure your crown of glory is not just sitting on your seat waiting for you. And you're not there. Reject that for every single one of us. You know, when those afflictions come, let, let that badge, let that... Let that um, God-class badge be on you, the Word of God, ready to use it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So God has a perfect track record. We know that. And last week we heard that for a woman it may look ordinary, but extraordinary is right around the corner. I don't know what part of the spectrum you're on right now. It might look ordinary, but extraordinary is right around the corner. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe in the extraordinary power of God? Do you believe that whatever situation you walked in here with today, do you believe that God can see you through? Do you believe that that baggage or that little pebble, that little issue you've been carrying in your pocket for 15, 20 years, do you believe that God can do the extraordinary and do that miracle right now? God says, prove me right now. I'm not talking about, Tomorrow, do you believe right now? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, I was really blessed by the word of God last week. And I just want us to just spend some time in God's word, just digging into some of my heroes who esteemed and prioritized their covenant with God. Now, this is a story, it's, we've, we've, we've been known of this story for years. Bible school about the three Hebrew boys. I love the book of Daniel. Probably read it maybe like five, six, seven. Who knows how many times? I've read the book of Daniel so many times. And every time I go back into the book of Daniel, I get a new revelation. So last week, um, pastor called Daniel 1132. And I heard Daniel from, from way back there. And he, and he, the words that came out of my mouth, I didn't know it was a, a little loud. I, was, I got excited. I said, my man. <laughs> so my daughter looked at me and she just laughed because she knows they know I love Daniel. We were like, "My man, Daniel, I love Daniel. Spirit of excellence, dream interpreter, Daniel and the Lions Den, the three Hebrew boys, fire, lions." And you just praise God. It's, it looks like an action movie. Imagine if that was, you know, just imagine if you were there. What would your faith be like today if you were there? But you were there because the Bible takes us there. We were there because the Bible, this is evidence, living proof that we are children of God, that whatever Daniel did, whatever the three Hebrew boys were able to accomplish, we can. God class exploits. That should be how we should be thinking in this season and moving forward. If you go with me with the book of Daniel, chapter three from verse 12, which we'll go, we'll go easy, we'll go slow, but there are some key things in the word of God that I just want to point out to all of us today. So we're going to the book of Daniel, chapter 3. We'll be reading from back verse 12. But the back story was, prior to that, King Nebuchadnezzar was basically filling himself. He said he was filling himself. He had a golden image. He looked, maybe one day they took a picture. He looked really good. It's like, oh boy, I got to build an image. He's <laughs> really excited. Like, oh boy, I look good. So let's build a golden image. Imagine how much money that could feed the poor. But he built a golden image. And then... There was actually a mandatory dedication ceremony in verse 3. Verse 3 said that, Then the princes, the governors, and the judges, and the treasurers, and counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together onto a dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So he called for everybody that was somebody that he thought was somebody. To be in attendance, how to dedicate, I mean, dedicate children. But this guy wanted to dedicate a golden image of himself. To me, that is supersonic vanity and pride. Praise God. But and the king's command was that at the sound of music, it was the horn, I mean, some of these, some of the things <laughs> in verse seven says, therefore at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp. Sackbird, psaltery, and all kinds of music. I mean, some of these musical instruments I've never had. So basically, every time you hear music, just fall down, bow down, worship this golden age. That's what he wanted. It wasn't just, actually, it wasn't stop. It wasn't bow down. It was stop what you're doing. You have to stop what you're doing, regardless of how important it is. But, we, but think of it in today's world. Stop whatever you're doing to bow down to a golden image of a proud king, and then Anyone who does not fall down and worship at the same hour will be cast into the fiery furnace. That's what he said. So less than sixty minutes. No, let's 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 let be factual. Less than sixty minutes. There's no there's no time to fast and pray. There's no time for you better know who your God is. Amen. So, like I said, we'll be taking it from verse, um, from verse twelve, Daniel three, verse twelve, and we'll go not too slow, but just um, just follow me along, please. In verse twelve, the God says that there are certain Jews whom Thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O King, have not regarded Thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought this man before the king. So obviously they did not bow down. They they just ignored the king's request. They defied the they complied with the covenant of God. But defied the king. They did not conform to this world. It was convenient, right? Okay, I could could bow down. Nobody would know. And I'll move on with my life. But they, brothers and sisters, some of our actions, a lot of our actions, oh, actually all our actions have consequences here on earth and in the world to come. So they did not fall for that shortcut. They knew who their God was. And you could see that I was asking, so where was Daniel? Has anybody asked where Daniel was? So obviously, I know for a fact that wherever Daniel was, he did not bow down. So he did not bow down to that um, golden image. Obviously, they didn't notice him, or they had heard how God... Maybe he's like, oh, that Daniel, just leave him. He's interpreting dreams. He's on a whole new level. We know him. But these three boys... These three Hebrew boys, uh, we, could, we could test them. They obviously thought Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were ordinary men that would just quiver. Now, when the harp, when the music, when the sound, when the trumpet, when the sound of music was heard, everybody fell down, worshipped the golden image. Very convenient. King says do, they do. Human king, that bleeds just like you. And brothers and sisters, sometimes your opposition that comes against us is human beings just like you. And we're like <laughs> shaking in your boots. What has God said? God said, protector, deliverer, waymaker, miracle worker. That is who I am to you. I will show up for you regardless. Wherever you go, where can you go from my presence? You can't, go for, you can't go away. You can't run from God's presence. He's everywhere. He's always with you. Praise God. And then in verse 15, after they had told the king that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not serve his gods nor worship the golden image, in verse six, six fifteen, he now called them and said, okay, after asking them if it was true that they did not worship or bow down, Verse 15, he said, Now, if you be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, you will be cast in the same hour into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? This king, this human king is defying the God of heaven and earth. But he gave them a second chance. He's like, okay, I've heard that you didn't bow down. So come, let me hear it for myself. Did you truly not bow down? Okay. <laughs> so let's, we'll do this again. And if, this time, if it happens, bow down. And if you don't bow down, within an hour, we'll put you in the fiery furnace. So this is, this is, not, this is not provision this is, not, um, this is not searching for a job. This is life and death. This is like, you don't do this in the next hour. You will not be alive. And here comes the, the response of the children in the God class. Amen. Verse 16. A faith response. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 16. Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not... Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Do you know how confident they were in their God? They were so confident that God was able to deliver them. And that's because they knew who their God was. And if you hear the deliverance, it was a God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. And he would deliver us out of thy hands. And for that, for that, that just, that hit me. It, it's, it's, it's a double deliverance for me. It's deliverance from the fiery furnace. And after we come out of the fiery furnace, whatever you want to do, our God is able to deliver us. So regardless of whatever you try, whatever you do, we have full confidence in this God of heaven. So we know that they had done their homework. They had spent time with God. They had seen God. They had walked with God. They had heard the testimonies of old. They've heard how their forefathers left Egypt. How God took them, across the Red Sea. And they believed that this same God is a faithful God. He's forever faithful. Amen. So, they basically took the prerequisites. They took the prerequisites. They knew that they were so sure that they were in the God class. And that, come what may, without a doubt, <laughs> that God was going to come through for them. They made it so clear that regardless of their outcome, their faith stance was unshaken in God. Regardless, come what may, we will not be shaken. We will not be moved. That's what that song said. For the Lord is beside us. With Him, we cannot what lose. Hmm. With Him, you cannot lose. So for them, I have it in my notes that the Ten Commandments was just not a storybook. It wasn't just Sunday school stuff. God says, do not worship any graven image. You will have no God besides me. Do not worship them. And they believe that this is the, this is the true word of God. The, in the eyes of the world, if you bow down, you die. I mean, sorry. In the eyes of the world... If you bow down, you live. But in God's eyes, you bow down. That is eternal death. They knew that. And then, so for me, it was it just one thing that hit me was shortcuts in life. And I could not go past that. I mean, we've all been, you and I, I've been presented with some shortcuts. <laughs> I mean, they're just right there. They look, they look so ripe, so easy, convenient, available. All the good words you want to hear. Or you think you want to hear but if you really really ask yourself what does God's word say what does God want me to do in that in this situation is this right is this wrong you give me temporary blessings you help me get to where I am temporarily well I think you will but then God was telling me that you know what human beings think <laughs> I am the solution I'm always the solution so I was writing in my notes, God was, God is, God will be the solution. And Lord brought me back. He said, no, no, no. What you just typed there? check it again. Was, is, will be, I am. God is the solution. He will always be the solution. So, you know, thank God for word. You could always just delete. <laughs> so, Lord, I heard you. God is always the solution. Always, I don't care what the problem is. He is the solution. God will help you through it. He says, you go through the fire. You won't be burnt. He said, they went through the fire. Oh, boy. Our God is amazing. Our God is amazing. And you know him. I'm looking at every single one of you, and you know this God. You've experienced him. You've walked with him. I was having this conversation with uh, my wife yesterday. I was like, okay, so we walked with God. Why is it that one little problem will come and you start to You know, and bottom line is because we forget forget how you forget the God that brought you through (laughs) the fire. And sometimes the fire was just like two or three weeks ago and you quickly just forget. There's a new fire. Oh, this one, that one was seven times hotter. This one is eight times. You know, same God, regardless of the fire, same God, regardless of the storm, same God, regardless of the authority. And God's miracles did not stop in the Bible. I mean, you and I, sitting down here, we know that. There's always a, you always have a miracle pending with God. You always have a miracle pending with God. Because God doesn't owe anybody anything. He's never going to owe you. He, he, won't, he won't let you leave this world, owing you. What are you going to do? Get to heaven I'm like God? No. He, everything he wants to give you, he will give you. Make a demand. What do you want? Ask God. Trust God. Amen. I'm getting ready. for for God-class exploits in my life. I'm ready to hear testimonies about God-class exploits in your lives, too. Praise God. Amen. Let's get back into the text. Oh, just give God praise. So moving along to verse 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, after, the, after, the, after Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego said that, let it be known, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which you've set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against them. Therefore he spoke and commanded that they should heat the, sev- the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded that the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosing, and their hats and other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the, fiery, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Praise God. They shouldn't, I mean, if people that are taking you inside are already burnt. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you falling down. It should, it should not be happening. But, uh, but the fourth man had already gone ahead of them. <laughs> oh, praise God. He had already gone ahead of them. Praise God. And we just learned that our covenant with God is our Noah's Ark. They were in their Noah's Ark. Fire burning all around, but they were in, wrapped in the bubble of the covenant. God had enveloped them regardless of the fire. And in my mind, I was wondering. So I asked myself a lot of questions yesterday. Fire one time is hot enough to burn you. Why seven times? And then I started googling, like, can you can you even can you even make fire hotter? Apparently you can. Well, you can put dry wood, add fuel, add oxygen. I'm like, oh my goodness, you can actually do that? What's the point of making the fire hotter? And obviously, this fiery furnace was built. It was pre-built. That means that they were not the first people getting burnt. You defy the king. That's, I mean, it's not jail. You defy the king, you're going in there. And so I'm sure they had heard about people who had been burnt. But... The God who we serve, he is able to deliver us. And then verse 25. Or actually, sorry, go back to verse 24. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, say no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Amen. Amen. Just picture that. Just, just, just picture that. King Nebuchadnezzar, he just witnessed God class exploits. So earlier we heard that his his I think it was. was Um, 17 said that his visage his visage changed his facial expressions changed when he found out that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were not going to bow down to him. I can guarantee you after he witnessed that his facial expression changed again like what? These three Hebrew boys are still standing and now there are four of them and I know the fourth one isn't one of my gods Amen, Amen Amen. Wow. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. The form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Praise God. God says, I will be with you in the fire. This year, I know you've gone through some fires. We all have. I'm sure there have been some fires, some some fiery situations. But you have experienced the fourth man. He has gone through it with you. You came out today. And you're still standing. You don't smell like what you've been through. You don't look like what you've been through. You're still standing, but by the grace of God. God is awesome. So today I just want to remind you about the fourth man. And I know we're going to hear so much more as we dig deep because the God class is a class of learning. Just because you get to the God class doesn't mean you stop learning. See, but what God says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind we're getting our minds renewed today and it doesn't stop today god is going to renew our minds in such a way in this season whereby you become you will crave the word of god you wake up you know how sometimes your favorite show is coming up and you're like oh it's still um december 2024 i gotta wait that long you know no Whereby you run, you crave the word of God. You wake up in the morning, you want to get into God's word. You actually start to schedule time to get into God's word. Whereby you're like, you know what, this 30 minutes, this hour, it is for me and my God. Let me break it down, let me understand. That is what's expected of children in the God class. To prioritize God's word, regardless of whatever is going on. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we can all agree that King Nebuchadnezzar has just witnessed some God class exploits. hmm Hmm. verse 25 says he answered and said lo i see four men loose they were loose they were walking in the midst of the fire to me that's just i couldn't get past that that verse because it's like so big and you know god god does it with precision every time and it's one time like in the, in the corporate world, business world, it's always, you know, or manufacturing. It's, you know, let's do rework. How many defects? No rework, no defects we got. One time. One time. He gets it right. He does all things well one time. So this miracle, at this point, done. If he liked, if King Nebuchadnezzar liked, and you know, if he loved his life immediately, And decided to keep them in that burning furnace without opening or calling them out. I truly believe without a doubt that the Lord will keep them sustained in there. For however long it took. That is how big our God is. No matter how long the storm lasts, be with you. You go through the storm with the Lord. Amen. Then verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace. And spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the most high God, come forth. Come hither. <laughs> this is someone that was thinking you should be dead. He's telling you to come forth. But now he's gathered some wisdom because he said, <laughs> he came near to the mouth. He had seen what happened. <laughs> and he knew he was not covered by the covenant. I'm sure you couldn't have paid him $50 million to take the next step. Stood and shouted, Hey. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, <laughs> Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. Hallelujah. Say, God class exploits. God class exploits. Verse 27. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the kings, counselors being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. So basically, they, they came out how they went in. Hallelujah. So just picture this. You know those guys outside, the king and all his subjects. They could smell the fire. They could smell the suit. But people that went into the fire came out. He said not one hair on their head sinked you didn't have to get into the fire for that to happen based on how hot the fire was and you know that they examined them when they came out they must have been like oh, "Your coat, not nothing my God your God doing great things hallelujah it's a great things kind of God right he's a great things kind of God hallelujah amen amen And then verse 28, God always gets the glory. Out of every miracle, out of every God class exploit, it is for his glory. Verse 28, and then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who had sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak, which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sword. God gets the glory. Hallelujah. In the midst of all this, based on everything that King Nebuchadnezzar had seen, he still referred to God as the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Not his God. Still wallowing in confusion, in denial. But we are children of the Most High God. Children of the Most High God. He is my God. He is your God. He is the God of Moses, God of Daniel, God of the three Hebrew boys. God is faithful. And that brings me back to last week's prophetic declaration from the lips of our senior pastor from God. What happens to ordinary people will happen to you, but you will have supernatural outcomes. Your natural experiences will be overcome by supernatural outcomes. God has made you a God to the natural elements of this life. Amen. So the situations that ordinary people cannot survive will become your stepping stone to glory testimonies. So, shake off the viper into the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, these are God-class exploits, and there's so many of them in the Bible. And then we see in verse 30, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So, you mean after all of this, you go through the fire, and then there's promotion on the other side. Because that's how God is. And that's why one of the things I want to leave you with today is, you know, make God extremely big in your life. Make your requests, make it big. Make your expectations big. Make your praise big. Let your praise match your expectation. The reason I'm saying this is because I've always found out that whenever you, I put a request before the Lord, however I put it, whatever I need, that's not how God shows up. He always goes above. Our God of exceedingly, abundantly, far above all that we can ask or think. So make it very big. Make it impossible. Make it, uh, make it impossible for you with your human eyes. But you know God will come through. Amen. So because we esteem up and prioritize our covenant with God, you know, God will prove the doubters wrong on your behalf. I don't think you heard that. God will prove the doubters wrong on your behalf. I don't know if you think you don't have any doubters. Yeah. You might not see them, but there are always doubters around. Just looking at you like, okay, you trust in God, you go to church. You, you know, God will prove the doubters wrong, but that's for God to do. But what you have to do, esteem, prioritize his, your covenant with God. So that what seems to be above you today, in very little time, will be beneath you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. If you go with me to the book of Isaiah um, 64 verse 4 from the NLT version, please. Amen. Praise God. The word of God says in Isaiah 64 verse 4, For since the world began, no ear has heard and no I have seen a God like you who works for those who wait for him. For since the world began, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait, for those who trust in him. Amen. If we go to the message translation of this scripture, something, I think it's verse 4 and 5. In the message translation, please Isaiah 64 verse 4 and 5. Something that caught my eye. Praise God. Oh, let's go to verse 5, please. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 5. What if God says you meet those who happily do what is right, who keep a good memory of the way you work? Well, how angry you've been with us. We've sinned and kept it, kept that eve so long. Is there any hope for us? Can we be saved? But the part that caught my eye was who keep a good memory of the way you work? Brothers and sisters let's keep a good memory of the way God works. Let us never forget how big our God is. He's always big. Nothing. No problem. No situation will diminish God's power in your life and in my life. And The amazing part is he's doing it in my life. He's doing it in your life at the same time, with precision, customized miracles, customized signs, customized wonders for you. The Lord will make you a wow in this generation. He would do great things in your life. You would have to pull out the God kind of faith, but God would do the great things in your life. Amen. So we can see God doing great exploits through the three hebrew boys and i'm very sure that once that ordeal was over once they had been promoted without a doubt i'm almost positive that daniel must have gone to see them like i heard oh my goodness you went through that how big god is and they must have praised god together your praise your act of faith it should be contagious and then initially i actually thought that um Daniel had gone through the lion's den experience before this. But this was before Lion went, Daniel went to the lion's den. But Daniel's time for God class exploits was waiting for him. And the king said, you know what? Don't pray to any other God for 30 days. And Daniel, he waited until, in, verse, in Daniel 6. He waited until, until after the bill was signed. And he opened the curtain so everybody could see him that I will praise my God. Regardless of the situation. He prayed to God see see me do this, do your worst, did not conform to this world. Knowing fully well that a den of lions was waiting for him, he went through that. He went, he stayed overnight with lions. And it's not just a story, these things happened. And the Lord shut the mouths of the lions. And I know the lion was ready for lunch and dinner, at least, maybe not breakfast, but definitely ready for lunch and dinner. But the Lord as funny as it sounds, it's if, that, if, you were, if you were put in that situation, how would you respond? Would you respond in faith or would you, would you conform to the world? And there are things that all of us are dealing with right this, in this season or lie ahead of us. Let's always have a good memory of the way God works. Have a good memory of the way God works. Truly, if it hadn't been for the Lord on our side, Where would we be? Where would we be? Let us rise up on our feet as we just get ready to close this service. I trust that you've all been blessed. Amen. Let's rise up on our feet as we give God praise today. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Just lift up your hands before the Lord. Just begin to ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to esteem and to prioritize your covenant with God. At all times, Father God, we just say thank you, Lord, for the God-class exploits that await us as your children. Thank you, Lord, because you've shown us just how powerful you are. Father, we say thank you, Lord, because you show up right on time. Father God, we say thank you, Lord, because you make all things beautiful in your time. You make all things perfect. Thank you, Lord, for your power, for your anointing over your children, O oh God. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for the knowledge. To recognize, O oh God, that with you, God, all things are possible. To recognize that you are a miracle working, God. To recognize that you are the God of heaven, O oh God. Father, we say thank you, Lord. Because, Lord, we are fully seated in the God class. We see you for who you are. We believe in your power. We believe in your abilities. We have full confidence in the I am that I am. We have full confidence in Yahweh. We have full confidence in Jehovah. Father God, is anything too hard for you, O God? The answer is no. Father, we say thank you, Lord, because we know that your hands are not waxed short. Father God, we say thank you, Lord, because you have spoken to us today. And you have told us that things that happen to ordinary people will happen to us, oh God. But because of you, Lord, we will experience supernatural outcomes. Father God, we embrace those supernatural outcomes today. Because, Lord, we esteem and we prioritize your covenant. Father, we give you all the glory, God. Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in the room and for those watching online right now. That, Father, God, testimonies, testimonies, God-given, God-breathed, faith testimonies, Oh God, will come out from our lips. I testify of your goodness and your mercy. And, Lord, as always, God, you get the glory. Father, God, may we not ever forget how good you are. May we not forget how faithful you are. May we not forget the way you do, what you do, when you do it, and how you do it. You are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, Lord, we call forth your power and we call forth your might, O God. Visit us, O God, and help us look up to you for all things in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. We have prayed. Amen and amen. Amen.